0: Hi, Andrew.
1: And hey, everybody else.
0: And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. It is a scary, funny podcast where we talk about urban legends, spooky ideas for things that could happen, Mm -hmm. little thrilling things that you could tell us about. I forgot how to enter the show. It's a
1: new year and we know nothing anymore.
0: I know. I've worked out once and I can't, I, I can't <laughs> hang on to a single word.
1: <laughs> it does feel like if, this, if our podcast got turned into a CW show, it'd be called Scary Funny. And we oh would God. both be played by Olivia Rodrigo. No, I said we'd Olivia both be Rodrigo by, very weirdly.
0: We'd both be <laughs> played by 85-year-old twin sisters. <laughs> We're just set dressing in the background while oh my the gosh. teens run around.
1: Are you all surprised that we're back again? It's it's a new year. We're doing new things.
0: Yeah. We didn't really say that we were um, taking off for the holidays. Yeah. And maybe people were like, are there going to be more?
1: But what could be scarier and more delightful than seeing us pop up in your, in your podcast apps?
0: Yeah. It's a bit of a boo.
1: It's a bit of a boo with a period. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Direct. I'm not going there with you right now. <laughs> I'm not holding my hands up.
1: I'm matching you energy wise. That's where the period comes from. Yeah. Um, Anna, I figured we just jump into it.
0: I think that's a great because idea. Because people are
1: talking about this, that it is, a, it is a leap year.
0: It's a leap year.
1: This day has one more day than any other day. And that is <laughs> terrifying, right?
0: You said one more day than any other day. One, you saw Chris laugh. And then the look of fear in your eyes was like, what, <laughs> what did I say? I, I was like,
1: did I just say the Epsler, and I didn't know it?
0: You said day instead of year, silly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yes, okay. Day instead of year. There's one more day than than in other years today. That's true. No, 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 that's not true. Today. I we okay. <laughs> Full disclosure, Chris and I were awake, I think, for twenty-two hours yesterday. Oh, no. And then I woke up at six and I was like, it's time to be awake now. And really, things are things are struggling.
0: It does beg the question, though, what you said, because maybe you being so tired, you, the vessels open. The vessels you're is receiving open. kind of wisdom straight <laughs> right. from the source. Maybe right. is is a day a year? A like day, in the day, is the year happening?
1: My eyes just switch places <laughs> with each other. <laughs>
0: Does everyone feel good? <laughs> I I had two sips of a Celsius and I think I'm
1: I know um, we we had some wrecked. serious Celsiuses in our fridge that I think were left here by a friend um or someone trying to poison us. Um they really look like they're alcohol seltzer but they're not. That's it looks like a made up drink. It looks like a drink from the late 90s to me.
0: Definitely this looks like so be life water adjacent yeah like the canned version
1: because it says it speeds up our um digestive
0: system or something or what? our metabolism let me read it
1: and that makes me feel like oh. live
0: fit <laughs> tropical vibe sparkling starfruit pineapple edition <laughs> essential energy accelerates metabolism with like a lot of um little asterisks and yeah. cross symbols next to it burns body fat Good, good. I don't know about that.
1: Maybe that's what's happening, but maybe all the fat that's being burned—it just got confused. The Celsius and my brain is evaporating.
0: Yeah. Okay. The can says Celsius is proprietary Meta Plus formula, including green tea, ginger, and guarana seed. Oh my! God. Turns on thermogenesis, a process that boosts your body's metabolic rate. And let me—I can't find the little. Um, okay, here we go celsius alone does not produce weight loss in the absence of a healthy diet and moderate exercise (laughs) so whether you walk the dog or work out at the gym make celsius part of your daily regimen
1: what's the opposite of an ad because i think we just did that
0: yeah i'm making it sound really bad (laughs) Um, (laughs) i have the voice of a woman who's been on a plane six times in the last month (laughs)
1: well the good news is i tried to jump right into this episode and instead we're reading you all a drink so um (laughs) jason don't laugh in a way that indicates we were
0: being boring
1: (laughs) you're on the celsius website that's you know what it's good for them to have the ticks on there um so anna because it is a leap year it's a leap year i thought this is not technically an icon of horror but um i feel like (laughs) this might be a a a subcategory of episode which is just called weird scary guys (laughs) And I love that. And cause I didn't know what to really call this person because it might not be a person. It m- might not be, it's, it's not a cryptid. It's like a bizarre figure who may or may not have existed. Um, and that figure, Anna is a little someone named Spring-Heeled Jack. Oh no. And, um, I'm going to be drawing largely from a Wikipedia, which is our favorite book and Atlas Obscura, an article, uh, written by Eric Grundhauser And uh, the title of this article is, Meet Spring-Heeled Jack, the Leaping Devil that Terrorized Victorian England.
0: Oh, Doesn't that sound fun? (laughs) Is it just an Italian person moved to England? (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Oh my gosh. He's carrying a calzone.
1: (laughs) In Victorian England, the scariest boogeyman was a fire-breathing devil man who could jump unnaturally high. Some said he was a demon, while others thought he was just an extraordinarily agile human. But no matter what you believed about the legend, Springheel Jack was a name that inspired fear among the folk. His name legends Oh, his name legend survives today, mainly in the form of plays and references and various forms of media, but his legend still holds a bit of original creep factor that it had when it first bubbled up out of the public consciousness. So reports of this wraith would soon become known as spring Jack. And they first started to appear in 1837. And as described in historian Mike Dash's exhaustive history of the figure's reported appearances, residents of a London neighborhood began to report bizarre attacks, really more like oh. harassments Okay. from a ghost, imp, or devil in the shape of a large white bull, which that... That describing factor does not come back into play much.
0: No. I think it just
1: means that it the figure wore white and black and had horns.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's weird to say, like, it was a guy who looked like a bull. Like, exactly. I would just say it's a bull. Yes. But that's not what they're saying.
1: Um, mainly attacking women, boo, boo. the figure slash monster would ring a doorbell, and when someone would answer, it would rip their clothes with its claws. Other sightings have him simply ambushing people who were out walking similar reports continued to trickle in throughout the rest of the year with strange crimes being attributed to assailants in the guise of a ghost a bear and or a devil these disparate reports would eventually lead to the theory that this mysterious monster might have been a group of well-to-do men dressing up and scaring people on a bet others reported the figure as wearing red shoes and armin Armin arm armor Ooh.
0: arm
1: Arm. arm arm and hammer never mind. <laughs>
0: This is going to be like the grizzly man recording of a person dying <laughs> yeah. but for Celsius. Yeah, the,
1: the story of a man who shuttled into the moon from drinking a drink. Um, Okay the descriptions were all over the place and so outlandish that when the, the, that when these tales hit the pages of the major London papers, Dash notes that most of the press was rightfully skeptical. The Lord Mayor of London John Cowan even came out in January of what he was like listen I know there's this I know this Spring Hill Jack's out there I'm gay. Let's yeah. talk about that um, He made a public <laughs> statement in 1838
0: we knew you were gay you got so fit. <laughs> You got a new haircut your
1: teeth got so white you're right don't know how it
0: happened look at you
1: um so like it built to such a fever pitch that this like the mayor of london had to publicly address all these reports (laughs) um and he was like this is not a monster this is a bunch of wealthy jerks playing a trick great but then the reports began to include that what springheel jack did is he would blow blue fire in people's faces that's like past a prank. So this is the thing. So I think. So I think there might be more than more than one thing going on here. Because I think there are pranksters. <laughs> they like. I think there are more than one thing going it's on. It's a guy,
0: here. a bull, a bear, a water, of a fire, a push, a shove, a scratch.
1: I think there were wealthy jerks who were, uh, y- you know, attacking women, ringing their doorbells, and then running off because they felt like they were above the law. Um, but then there also is this guy blowing blue fire in people's faces and then leaping over walls and buildings to get away, which
0: is a lot to unpack. This is such a constellation of things.
1: It does feel kind of like a mad lib, yeah, of an urban legend. Um so the like the 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 full figure of Springheel Jack, like when people began to think of him as a singular entity, um, came a couple years later. And the account that was widely publicized at the time in February of nineteen thirty-eight was that uh, it started the way it normally does, where a man rang the doorbell of Jane Alsop, um, and then she says that, like, when she like couldn't see who it was, she went to go get, get a candle to bring it to like see his face. He blew blue fire in her face, oh. had like razor sharp claws, which he used to like um, rip one of the seams of her bodice, oh. and then he leaped away like over a wall and down the street. Oh. Um so people were pretty riveted by that. And she that. was like,
0: "What the fuck?"
1: Yeah. Yeah, well and and I guess I guess her the attack would have gotten worse, but then Alsop's sister approached. Um and she was the one who was like, "It looked like he was wearing a helmet and tight fitting um tight fitting white outfit and potentially armor." It was a very bizarre account, but Springheel Jack's reputation as some kind of devil grew. Just days later after that attack, in a different part of London, Lucy Scales was walking with her sister when a shadowy man jumped out and allegedly blew blue fi- flames into her face, causing her to have some sort of seizure. Oh! So that to me feels like maybe this was some hallucinogenic something or other, or it was just such a frightening thing that she, like, her brain overheated.
0: Yeah, I was wondering with the first, with SUP if yeah. blue flame meant or blue fire meant like some kind of substance or something, yeah, or but then that said blue f- flame,
1: blue flame again. And and, blue. and I guess both these, both these accounts say blue flame. Um, so these like legends began to spread, uh, all these cheap, like penny dreadfuls got released calling spring Jack, the terror of London. And in that he, like all these alternative, um, Backstories were created for him. One was that like, he's a demon from hell. One is that he's like kind of a superhero who's a jilted lover and was very confusing. I think there, there was a genre at the time that was like semi, like semi softcore porny, like sort of romance novels that were about like bad people who were kind of hot
0: yeah the bodice ripping a bodice they call it a bodice ripper when it's a sexy story it's very
1: specific in any of the information i could find that is where it stopped like it like it there didn't appear to be any i mean that's bad enough but like this i wouldn't be sharing a story about like well this is a sex criminal i mean i guess he is is a sex criminal by definition no he's random he's random exactly Um, and then these eyewitness reports begin spreading all over London. More and more people keep saying they see him. Uh, This is throughout 1937 and 38. And then copycat attackers were captured here and there who were trying to take advantage of the legend. Um, And the mischievous devil made a series of appearances at the Aldershot military base, where he harassed and terrified sentry guards in 1877. So he's really going after all genders at a certain point.
0: Yeah, good for him.
1: Um, Then in 1904, which is... Quite a bit later, classically. Um, Jack made what is considered his last confirmed appearance in Liverpool, where he was witnessed leaping up and down the street before jumping onto the rooftops <laughs> and bounding away forever. <laughs> the British are wild. This par- is crazy. This is just parkour. This is parkour. The, the Victorian people were so unprepared for parkour. <laughs> they were like, he's
0: a demon from hell.
1: Yeah. This is just this is someone who vapes. This is a vapor. That's the blue smoke. Yeah, always
0: doing vape tricks.
1: Um, But even if official sightings of Springhill Jack have stopped, his legend still survives. Characters inspired by Springhill Jack can be found from steampunk movies to mainstream comic books. The conspicuously Victorian air of the gaunt springing devil continues to evoke the era in which his legend grew, making him a popular template for scary stories. Although today we might remember his name for better or worse, Springhill Jack may never again inspire the kind of terror he once did. But then, according to Wikipedia, there is a whole section under the Springheel Jack page that just says "counterpart in Prague." What? Which I'm riveted by. A similar figure, known as Perek, the Springman of Prague, was reported <laughs> to have been seen in Czechoslovakia around 1939 to 1945. So this is a full hundred years later.
0: This is an old man. <laughs> He's is, still springing around. This is
1: an old man wearing Nikes. Um, <laughs> yeah. As writers such as Mike Dash, who did the exhaustive research into Springheel Jack wrote about uh, the elusiveness and supernatural leaping abilities attributed to Perak bear a close resemblance to those exhibited by Springheel Jack and distinct parallels can be drawn between the two entities the stories of Perak provide a useful example of how traits of Springheel Jack have a broad cultural resonance in urban folklore Perak like Springheel Jack went on to become a folklore hero even starring in several animated superhero cartoons fighting the SS the earliest of which is uh Hiffy Trinex 1946 film, Perak, the Springman* and the SS. Oh, and most recently, like in 1989, uh, 2008, 2010, 2011, uh, there've been audio dramas, graphic novels, uh, songs, albums dedicated to spring Jack. And I guess what I'm confused about in all of this is like, what is riveting about this figure and why the switch over to like him being a folk hero? I don't understand this at all.
0: Yeah. I guess like I I'm having a, the culture really does shift around, right? Like I can't quite see the appeal or not appeal of this guy. Like he, he is just random.
1: He is just random. But
0: do you want to know my first thought that kind of felt true with every piece of information you gave me? Please. I think I know who Spring Hill Jack is. Uh-oh. Who is it? I think it's the gay mayor.
1: Oh, it is the gay mayor. That's why he
0: held a press conference to be like, yeah, he's not here. He's not, oh, I'm taking care of it.
1: Right. He's like this hot guy who is jumping around.
0: He's in amazing shape. He's doing a lot of plyometrics. <laughs> I don't you know what Springheel
1: Jack doth protest too much. Yeah. Cuz you don't go ringing on ladies doorbells and just ripping a little bodice and then hopping away.
0: How would you know where to rip if you're not into fashion?
1: <laughs> that is true. I, well, also the pictures of Springheel Jack are so wild. He looks like somewhere between the Joker and Batman, which is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, he rides that line. Like he's yeah. not I guess the fire is concerning, but it doesn't sound like people got burned.
1: No, no. So like,
0: he's not really a super villain.
1: And there are the, what, what people have said is that uh, the people who were attacked reported seizures, fainting and like dizziness, but never any injuries sustained beyond that. As far as I, as far as the research I found says, yeah,
0: like I'm, I, it, it is, that is a crime. Like yeah, if that happened to my friend, I'd be like, oh, oh my God, my what God. do you need? Everything's going over. downhill. Yeah. yeah. But like in a story, I'm like, fine. Yeah, I guess like if he had stolen stuff after that, then it would be like, oh, that's Batman super villain. Right. But he's just, he's really just pranking and, and doing parkour.
1: I guess that maybe another element of it, the parkour part and the fact that he has a superhuman ability that is is yeah. like, a, like an urban figure who's able to leap over buildings. Sounds a little Superman-y.
0: It really, you know what it sounds like to me? What? I'm less Superman. I'm more like, this is Victorian jackass. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! It's I'm pranks. Springheel Jack, and this yeah. is Springheel Jackass. This
0: is I'm knocking on a door, blowing fire, and ripping a bodice. <laughs> Instead the- of down, 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 it's just a harpsichord. Harpsichord. I was gonna say it's a harpsichord <laughs> going down, down, down. I guess the other thing
1: I'm I'm fascinated by um, by folk legends that spring up in cities. Like, remember there was like the Brooklyn Bigfoot for a while no there was like there were like pictures i mean it was it was someone in a costume for sure yeah like in a white kind of sasquatch costume
0: it wasn't real bigfoot (laughs) andrew i'm not a baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, this is i feel crazy because i can find no record of this but do you remember in 2006 in the like the washington square news or something there were reports of a wolf in Washington Square Park yes. that attacked a nurse.
0: Yes, I remember this. I was, I yeah, lived there. We, I mean,
1: like, we're looking at the article. I have Googled this, and I, I have attacked found a nothing nurse. about it. And they were like, and oh, we, we can't find the wolf.
0: I remember walking through Washington Square Park one night and seeing what looked so much like a wolf. Yes. And it was just this guy who had a kind of dog called a giant schnauzer
1: oh my that God. looks
0: like a hound of hell. <gasps> remember, Vincent I, Price saying the hounds of hell? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. He this is about. a giant schnauzer. It just looks like a big bad boy. Um, that, so maybe it was that dog because he wasn't a nice boy. No, but, but I'm, I'm like,
1: like the, the, the article was, was like this nurse got attacked. She was walking home from Bopes, which is the library on Washington Square Park, and that she was in the hospital. And then they were like, we have not found the wolf. And then suddenly that story, that does look like a werewolf. Wow! Like, it just—it looks like a Doberman, but with like a beard. That looks like the hot werewolf that Van Helsing turns into in the film Van Helsing. It
0: does, Andrew. You're right. Yeah.
1: Um. But I'm I'm fascinated when these things spring up in cities. I mean, in a time before camera phones, Pizza Rat Pizza Rat might have been uh, a Spring Hill Jack. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. I dropped. I humiliatingly <laughs> dropped my fidget cube that my my sweet husband gave me I, in my lap while he really, recorded the podcast.
1: It looks like something. Um, have you ever seen the show Quantum Leap? Yeah. It looks like something that like you press some buttons <laughs> and you get transported into another person's body. It's
0: funny because I'm girl, so I looked at that. I was like, it looks like Charmed. Like it looks like <laughs> uh, beams of blue light are gonna shine out of the seams and it's gonna explode. <laughs> I wow. Guess,
1: well, Spring-Hale then there's Jack. like, are there? Oh yeah. Anna and I embarrassingly live in Los Angeles. But Oops. are there are there urban legends that have popped up figures like folk figures that have popped up in Los Angeles? I don't really think so.
0: <sighs> I mean, I haven't been here long enough. I it makes me think about the clowns, which I guess isn't city, oh, that's yeah. more like suburb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The clowns from 2016 or whenever. Um right, that was so weird. That was sort of it's urban in the sense that there was people there. Yeah, uh, what's the L.A.? I guess the the Black Dahlia Killer. And oh like- God! Yeah, what a bummer. <laughs> um, <I> mean, improv. <laughs> improv. <laughs>
1: there used to be this thing people did. Um, the other weird thing is like what linked to the Wikipedia page for um for Springhill Jack was another figure called the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Oh, and there is this genre of late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Which is kind of like before there are comic books. I guess it's like the Penny Dreadful is sort of the precursor to comic books. Right. But the Mad Gasser of Mattoon, also known as the Anesthetic Prowler or the Phantom Anesthetist, uh, is always a bummer. But this was a weird thing where it's like this was never confirmed where people just reported suddenly their homes filling with the smell of gas (laughs) and then being like, I'm being gassed. And that they would call the police and this was happening all over and uh-huh. then that was another thing where it's like it never got officially confirmed whether it was actually happening or whether people were just smelling. thinking they were smelling gas or
0: they were smelling it for a different reason right but the mad gasser like mad Gasser, what a
1: weird move to do but the craziest thing about my introduction to both spring jack and the mad gasser of mattoon is I used to have a game as a little kid called Monsters in My Pocket, which I probably should have opened with this as a as the point of uh, the entry point for Spring Hill Jack. Monsters in My Pocket, which I still have at my parents' place, to buy now is like four hundred dollars or something insane. Oh. It's before Pokemon, but it's if Pokemon were just monsters from around the world.
0: Cute.
1: So you would have your classic werewolf, you would have your witch, you'd have your ghost, and then you'd have. Like at the time before the internet, figures like Springheeled Jack, they got in trouble because sometimes they were just using gods from other countries and cultures <laughs> that were like, we still worship this person. Like, don't make him fight Dracula. Like, <laughs> like, um, like a lot of like Kali, who's like a very revered Hindu goddess. Yeah, they'd be like, she has a superpower against the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. It's like, no, 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 we can't. What be is doing Jesus
0: this. if not a vampire? <laughs> that-
1: I know. Can you imagine if the Virgin Mary were in there? Oh, my God. Our Lady of Guadalupe. She'd be done. She'd be done. A werewolf over. would
0: destroy her. She's little. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Virgin so- Mary uses ascend into heaven. It is very successful.
0: <laughs> were, there, were there like little figurines? So, there were
1: little figurine? figurines, and then they had a little card, and your monster would go, there were four locations that they could fight in, and one was um, <laughs> the volcano, one was the swamp, one was ice cavern, and one was New York City really and they had strengths or weaknesses in each place so like the yeti <laughs> would be super powerful in the ice cavern he'd be really weak in uh the volcano
0: that's true because yeah. the volcano is not chilly
1: i also i don't think anyone's fighting well in a volcano
0: yeah who's good at that
1: um the cockatrice uh excuse me <laughs> The the cockatrice, I think sometimes often known as the basilisk, but the cockatrice, there's more emphasis on it being part chicken.
0: That's a snake?
1: Oh, wait. Harry Potter made it seem like it was a killer snake. What everyone forgets is that a basilisk baby is half chicken, half snake. So the chicken is in there.
0: The butt is chicken butt and the head is snake head.
1: Yeah. I think it's also, I think it's like just kind of different elements, often like the head uh, more quite, I guess a cock instead of a chicken. (laughs) I shouldn't say cock, but that is... Andrew. I've I drank three sips of a Celsius and <laughs> cock, I feel like cock, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could build a staircase. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, like there were all of these, there were all these like figures that could fight. But because <laughs> everything had to be in the public domain, um, there would be like it, they weren't allowed to call them Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It was just called like mad scientist. Um, I don't know how they got around the invisible man being allowed to be called the invisible man, but um, like Dracula was got just it. a vampire.
0: Got it. I'm looking at I Googled Cockatrice. Yeah. Which does sound like it's a female cockatoo. <laughs> but yeah. it's it looks it looks like a dragon. Yeah. This
1: rules. Cockatrice is doing very well on season sixteen of Ruball's Drag Race. She is
0: <laughs> She's got an attitude problem, but yeah. who doesn't?
1: She's from St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> um Yeah, really but cool. I, I don't know, like that that game really there were so many horror figures. Also, I will say from the very beginning, the most powerful monster in the entire game? The Vampress. Not the vampire. The Vampyrus?
0: Vampyrus. Why is she more powerful than the boy?
1: Because she had superpowers in both New York City and the Ice Cavern.
0: <laughs> the Ice Cavern. Yeah,
1: I guess vampires do well there.
0: I guess, yeah, that's like that covers the mountains.
1: Yes, exactly. It's very close to Romania. Yeah.
0: And the city. I know. Wow. It's always
1: and now it always bummed me out that I think the werewolf was just superpower in Ice Cavern and not the city, which that I was. Which doesn't like,
0: make any sense. I know. I really they sh- really handicapped themselves with the volcano.
1: This is I, real I this is the Celsius talking. They just announced that uh Universal is making a Wolfman movie, which they've gone through like twelve different iterations, but I think the casting is really good. Who is it? It's Christopher Abbott.
0: Oh, that's so cool! Isn't that good? I love seeing him and stuff.
1: I know, and it's it makes it cool. Like yeah. for a while it was gonna be Ryan Gosling, which very talented actor, really wonderful. It's always Ryan Gosling, you know. It's always Ryan. But Gosling. Christopher Abbott, that's interesting,
0: baby. That's that's cool. Yeah. Is he boy Sidney Sweeney? Who can say? Who can say? It the 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 game mayor. <laughs> the game mayor. Everyone, <laughs> please. Yes. <laughs> I'm gay. That's not why we're here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and who who is playing Springhill Jack slash gay mayor?
0: Um, why am I picturing um Christopher Maloney?
1: Oh my god! I mean, you know, probably the 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 most the most revered straight man in Gaidam is Christopher Maloney. Did you yeah, know this? I didn't. It's. I think. I think the the advent of daddies. Kind of helped prop him up. And he's also got a really good butt.
0: Yeah, Jason just made I'm touching a butt hands with his hands. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cakes. Cake. Wow. Yeah, he is the blue collar Stanley Tucci. I love that. And Thanks. with a big butt, you can leap high. Yeah, I I, I definitely, if he has not been in a superhero costume yet, yeah, I think right now the industry doesn't want more superheroes. I'm just saying someone right. else should
1: do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I think if we if we take some time to reinvent what a superhero movie means, and we let it be a little more genre. Yeah, maybe it's
0: like Christopher Maloney making pasta in a, in, <laughs> in a superhero costume. Yeah, I was thinking
1: like who would who would Springheel Jack be in like 1998? And that's like that's Mario Cantone. Who would it be really in 2005? Like I'm just thinking of who are the prominent like gay figures of that time oh, period. Gay figure. Um, oh,
0: I was just thinking of like who would do that
1: yeah oh who would actually <laughs> ring a doorbell and then or blue- like who
0: who would be the rakish the rakish rake yeah who are today's rakes oh do we even have any rakes what what
1: happened to th- when I is it up- poopies from jackass <laughs> you know what it is poopies from jackass
0: <laughs> i love him
1: i do too that anna and i probably at least once a month say to each other my name's poopies and i'll show me
0: just go on YouTube and look up Poopy's Ladder, yeah. Jackass, and it's—I won't spoil it. It's really nice,
1: Anna. You really, you really are onto something with Spring-Heel Jack being Victorian Jackass.
0: It, if you're jumping and you're doing pranks, that's one thing only. I—I um, I also wanted to see who you're picturing casting-wise for like the version of Spring-Heel Jack that's a group of like rich jerks. Oh yeah, I immediately pictured. William Jackson Harper and Will Poulter in, <gasps> oh, their, in their costumes for Midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's really good casting. Those two would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I, I, I totally glossed over the rich jerks theory.
0: Yeah. I guess it's like, this is when men didn't have to like farm all day. <laughs> and so they were like, we invented pranks because yeah. we have free time now. That is,
1: that is it, I guess. Like, it culturally it really says something that at the time period when a devil shows up at your door and blows like blue fire in your face, you're like, it's those rich
0: jerks. <laughs> yeah, because no one else has time. I know, I know. Free time was like a new invention. Yeah. You think you think I'm gonna be figuring out how to
1: blow blue fire if I work in the service industry? No. Oh, no. I'll
0: put my baby in a cage in the window. <laughs> Cause that's what we're doing right now. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> That, I put my baby in a cage in the window, does sound like Alanis Morris lyrics. Morissette. What? Anna? Morris lyrics. This Celsius has rocked my world. I'm not going to say in a good way. Are we
0: the only people who drink Celsius and are caught up on the Gilded Age?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah, you're right. What a weird, we are no one's demographic.
0: No, but we buy so much. (laughs) We buy so much. Someone market to us.
1: I bought two long fluorescent lights yesterday. Really? Yeah, for my mom.
0: Oh, that's nice. Were you worried about breaking it and making the pop? Yeah, she was. Well,
1: she—it's a weird length of fluorescent light. Isn't this riveting? Oh, it's a weird length of <laughs> fluorescent
0: light. It was hard to find. Our listeners are just turning gray, like King Phaedon. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're getting—they're getting jumped by Springheel Jack. <laughs> Bye. Um, but, Anna, thank you so much for letting me share this this kind of uh, manic, manic sort of episode with you. Andrew,
0: thank you so much for just reading us a story. I think that's all anybody wants is to be read to by Andrew.
1: I'm really – and I'm grateful to the good folks at Atlas Obscura who are always serving up really uh, compelling article ideas. It's good. Um, before we go, Anna, I think it is time for something we haven't done in a while, which is… Scary, scary ideas, ideas for things, things that could happen.
0: happen. And, Andrew, before you open your mouth, I would like to go first. Oh, please do. You are running down a pitch-black hallway. Your heels echo against the flagstones beneath you. Clouds of dust billow up to your nose. And you see a small light open at the end of the hallway. And you run and you run and you see it's chris peeing a little bit <laughs> into a urinal and he says oh sorry that, that could have happened happen
1: that could happen
0: husband of the pod chris ryan just really like chose his, this his exact face, moment his face is the color of cherry bubblegum he yeah. decided to fill a brita filter and it is making urine noise it couldn't
1: sound more like he's just pissing in the kitchen sink it's
0: like god congrats on being in shape but don't pee in the bowl during, during <laughs> this, a
1: podcast uh, Anna, that that could happen inspires this next that could happen. Okay, great. Which is something that happened. <laughs> okay. Um, you are visiting your parents in Florida with your husband named Chris, and <laughs> your father, who is recovering from a stroke he had a year ago, is um, really really deep into a serious story about memories of his from Brooklyn, and. <laughs> At that moment, you make the poor decision to send a picture to a, a, a thread of friends um, with that friend's face on that picture of what's his name from King of Queens, where they've like, they've like photoshopped in like massive breasts, yeah. Kevin James with massive breasts. And your husband then looks at that picture as your father is, is like really taking time to find careful words to describe the quiet poeticism of not everyone having cars in Brooklyn when he grew up there. And your husband then doubles over weeping with laughter and exits the room. And your dad is like, is Chris okay? And you have to be like, yes, he just saw something funny. And then five minutes pass as he's just, as you can see him in the back bedroom, fully doubled over tears streaming down his face and he's like slowly regains the ability to come back into the room and he takes three steps into the room and then he immediately doubles over again and starts laughing and leaving and your dad is like what's going on with Chris and you can't you can't think of a way to explain to your dad whose one sixth of his brain has been impacted by the stroke that you sent a picture of Kevin James with photoshopped big breasts on him with another friend's face on top of Kevin James's face. That, that could, could happen. happen and it did. and it did oh chris, chris is sweating um, Oh my god what a what a treat of an episode the Anna. quiet
0: poeticism of not everybody having cars in brooklyn
1: yes yes it was a very kevin moment. james photoshop yes with huge knockers Huge knockers oh um, my god hey, thank you thank you and everybody else get, get out, out.